I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, it's Friday. This is a little bit different fry pod, but still good because we know who the Thunder are playing in the playoffs. Jay and Michele are on the show today. Jay, how you doing? I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about a, a series that I've already got a pit in my stomach about. It'll be a fun <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> Michele, how are you? I'm great. I mean, I, I like I, I really wanted to see this series to happen. I'm not sure that this will be my take in 15 days, but today, I mean, let's the chaos begin. And I think it will be a fun series. Embrace the chaos. It will be. I, I think there's so many questions. I mean, I think the primary question is just around whether or not Russell Westbrook, how much he will be able to play, how much if he does uh, play, how much will he be? I just think that there's too many – there's a lot of question marks around that. And I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I mean, obviously, you would think having the second-best player on the court would make you feel more confident about your chances. But Harden – I don't know. I don't know. It just brings up a lot of question marks. I think the, the one for Oklahoma City – and it's so – it makes me feel weird that a uh, undrafted free agent that we've started as a two-way player is somebody that I'm like – I really want to know how Dort is. And it seems like <laughs> it seems like it's we we missed the worst potential of this injury. Uh, the Thunder have set a right knee sprain and listed him as day to day. Historically, and maybe you guys can speak to this a little bit, like what does that mean? Like looking back at Thunder injuries in the past, like if it was worse than this, they would have defined it worse. He would have gone out of the bubble. He would have had surgery. Like the Thunder don't hide. I know they're they're historically pretty secret with the majority of their stuff, but if it was worse than what it was, they wouldn't be hiding it for anything, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, the last injury that was kind of probably not taken the right way was the Ibaka one, where he had like something in his calf, and it was like first very serious, then day to day, and it turned out that it was very serious. But Ibaka really wanted to play. After that. I don't really remember like guys got coming back way too soon. Maybe Ross sometimes uh, like detented in his space. He went out like for three days. Uh, it was incredible. But like leg injury, knees injuries are are tough. What's your best? What's your best guess on the timeline? Either one of you have a timeline. I mean, I'm just. I mean, it would just be pure speculation. But I don't think it's impossible that he plays on Tuesday. Against Houston, I really, you don't, I really, you don't I really think don't it's think possible it or impossible? Impossible. I think okay. it is possible that he plays. I don't know that he will. I really don't know. I don't know why it took so long for the news to come out that he was day to day. You know that he wasn't going to play against the Clippers, but then he'd be day to day after that. I don't know why it took so long, but it sure made me nervous. It just made me think. Okay, they're just spending a lot of time figuring out how to word that he's out for forever. You know. I just had just had some flashbacks. Just had some 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 uh, emotional trouble thinking about uh, my my thunder shooting guard that is not actually a shooter that uh, defends like hell, not being able to play. So it's <laughs> very nervous. Maybe in the bubble, it's just harder to get immediate medical response. I don't know. I don't know what kind of like medical environment they have. Uh, maybe they just wanted to be extra careful with that. Yeah, and that's what I kind of asked that question immediately afterwards where it's like, I don't know, you know, the NBA spent so much money for this bubble, um, but I don't know if they did they bring in MRI machines because a lot of these, a lot of the, I mean, I think with with most arenas, they have a pretty basic, I don't know if they have MRI machines, but I know they most definitely have x-rays and all those things. And so, and, but it's hard to tell what happens with the knee with an x-ray. I mean, and so not that I know enough about, you know, medicine, but I know that they would have had to have figured out some way to get him out to take some sort of exam. 
So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm assuming that is probably part of it and also maintaining all of the protocols of the bubble. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, that's that's kind of my best guess on what took so long. But it's good to know. And I, knowing, I mean, he's 20, what, 21? Yeah. And built yeah. like a truck. Like, mm-hmm. I could, I think you're right, Andrew. Like, I could definitely see him, you know, wearing some sort of brace, playing as 85% of himself. But if the medical team doesn't feel like he could potentially injure himself worse – like it makes sense to kind of move forward with the idea that he could be here if not game one, game two for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, if you list him as day to day, it makes you optimistic that he could play. Uh, my theory is that the Thunder are just trying to prepare their fan base for like the amount of stress that they're going to be under during this next series, and so they're just like trying to give us a little bit of a dose of that. Like, okay, you guys are going to have to wait. We want you guys to feel this a little bit, and then we'll let you know. So. <laughs> That's my that's my theory. Just just a little bit of anxiety, just like pumping up the anxiety just a little bit, like so it's not just like one big step up into the uh, anxiety pit for yeah. We just fans. They're basically just getting us up to about fifteen to twenty miles an hour before we slam on the gas of anxiety for the next (laughs) for the next two weeks. Right? I got you. I understand what you're saying. So I do. I want to get into some some Twitter questions. We have a lot, and we'll try to get through as many as we can. But first, I want to give you guys some tools to prepare yourself for this series. So I'm going to give you guys a few sayings to, to just have in your back pocket to whenever things start, if things start to get, get crazy, if the game is close, if we're down to a two-point game within one minute, I'm going to give you guys some phrases that you can say to yourself as you guys watch these playoff games. Phrase number one, we weren't supposed to be here. Just say it out loud. We weren't even supposed to be here. It should make you feel better. Next phrase. 15 first-round picks over the next seven years. Should make you feel pretty good. 15. And also you can say, third phrase, we have Houston's picks. We have Houston's picks. Feels good. Feels good to say. Number three, just for saying the names, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Darius Baisley. So just say the names. And you should feel better. So if, if you feel, start to feel anxious, I'm giving you some tools for your toolbox to help you feel a little bit better. You guys want to add any, any tools to their toolbox? No, that feels like that at least makes me feel more confident. It, it, won't, it won't sustain me because, for, I mean, I still want to win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it was, the hard, yeah. it was the hard part about all of these conversations from the beginning, and especially with McKellen. McKellen was having these conversations about like, you know, you want to let these guys. Now, I had no idea that it would turn out to where you could kind of do both, and so. But the Thunder ended up. I mean, they're four and three, right? In whether they win or lose, like we always thought they're going to be four and four at the end of this thing. Who knows? Because neither team is going to play any players. But like the initial thought was like, you want to let these young guys get a lot of burn, and I was like, man, but we also want to wait for seating. We somehow moved through the last eight games doing both. Um, you got a lot of of minutes from Baisley. You got more minutes than I wanted from Devin Hall. You got more minutes for, you know, Diallo played a ton. And yeah. so you did get part of that. But I think initially when I was listening to some of the conversations that were being had about developing guys in this eight-game bubble, uh, it still was this, like, it's hard for me to think about this as part of the process instead of thinking, like, if we can get to the second round, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they can, I, really, like, I think they'll be able to probably do both. I do see that. Minutes will get limited probably for a Baisley. And, but I do still think that he has a role to play on this team in the playoffs as well. So some of these guys that you do see as key pieces going forward are going to get playoff uh, opportunities as young players, which is something I think that McKellie was wanting from the beginning. Yeah, I think that this is the beauty. I mean, you can't play Baisley for 10 minutes. You don't have to put him out there just for the sake of doing it. it. It could be, he could be helpful in a series like that where we need switchy guys that can stay in front of uh, Daniel House and play reasonable defense around the rim and maybe hitting some trees. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward for base because he's a rookie. So if he doesn't play, it's it's not a big deal. Donovan, it's not a sure thing in playing rookies in, in, play, in, the, in the playoffs. But I think that he can play and probably will. I mean, these eight games, he played a lot, and he deserved to play a lot. So I'm pretty sure that he will find some time. Maybe like when you have 
Rosin Harden playing pick and roll on you a hundred times, maybe you change uh, course of actions. But at least at the beginning, in the first few games, I expect him to play, especially if Dort misses the first one. Yeah. No, he's yeah, he'll play, and I, I think that he's he's solidified that. Because I had questions heading into the bubble whether he would be a guy that could play in the playoffs, and let's, if we're being honest, I mean, he got most of his points against second units or just in garbage time. And so what do we take away from that? I don't know. Like, I, I think that it's not every play. Like, Ferguson couldn't do what he did. So, like, there's, like, we know he's good. Like, we know that he can do things. Can he do it in a pressurized environment against the best players? Can he do it when P.J. Tucker's guarding him? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the question. Because Mike D'Antoni's going to play, well, he's going to play seven or eight guys at the most, right? Like I just, yeah, I don't. seven when Russ, when Russ is out, and probably eight when Russ goes in, goes back in. Yeah, I mean it's he's he's going to be playing if if Baisley plays, and I think he will play. He's going to be playing against some of the best players, and so can can he handle that? That's a great question. What does he do when Robert Covington is in his face? I mean, it's that's a question. It's one it's one thing when you're playing against scrubs, but whenever you're playing against Covington and PJ Tucker, some of the tougher forwards in the league. I think that is the major test. And there's some major tests for all these guys. I mean, a major test for Robertson is where, where is he at? Uh, even a major test for Dort. I mean, this is, we're talking about rookies here. I mean, there's two rookies that play significant roles on this team. And historically, those are guys that don't deliver in the playoffs. And so yeah. they're, they're rookies kind of because they do, they do have this like weird offseason before the playoffs. So they're kind of second-year players, but still, they've never played in the playoffs before. So, uh, but I will say this: like, oh yeah, just, go ahead, Jim. Let me jump. I, I do think one of the things that we want to make sure that we don't underestimate, like hearing all of that, is I think this is where a guy like Chris Paul um, is going to pay tremendous dividends for this team going yeah. into the playoffs. Like, I know that he has a mixed bag of playoff performances. I think for the most part that we can start to kind of kick some of that narrative. He hasn't he hasn't gotten all the way to the finals, but. He's performed well on every level um, recently, at least, until he got hurt in that last one. But uh, he also has a lot of bad problems. But he does have the experience. And and if you say anything about Chris Paul, one of the things you have to admit is that he's got some tremendous leadership skills. And one of the things that we've seen um, is that that's an important part for these young guys to be able to have confidence. But I do see – like, Baisley is such such a confidence guy. It could absolutely see um, that becoming a problem if – things don't go well, or if he gets, does that thing where he gets to the lane and doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, you could see that becoming a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's a good point. Uh, let's get into some TQs at a P R harp says, okay, okay, okay. What if the thunder have big success in the playoffs, like more than we dare imagine? How does this affect the rebuild? I mean, I I had a question in an AMA, AMA uh, a couple of days ago, and I said, well, if they win a title, they they will run it back. And then I had some chat, maybe even with Fred, and said, even if you win a title, I mean, it's just that the value of the player that you have in the roster will raise. But I think it's the best position to to actually start a rebuild because everyone will want a piece of that title team. So I don't see any playoff result that can delay the the rebuild if there are offers for the veterans. Yeah. No, and for me is it's like it's the perfect possible outcome is that if you went far and it was a really satisfying offseason or postseason, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you have the ability to say, hey, what a great it's like the Dallas championship run, except for with like a plan on the other side of it. Like if you remember Dallas like basically cleaned house after that year and then haven't been in the playoffs, I don't think, until this year since. Um, And so for us, it's like, hey, what a great run. That was a lot of fun. Let's trade Chris Paul. Let's get – you could trade Chris, Dennis Schroeder. You could trade or or get rid of, you know, Dre's probably coming off the books. Like, And then you're ready for the rebuild with the success of this to sustain you for the next couple years because you've fallen in love with Shea. Like people, there's an excitement about this new version of Thunder U with Baisley, Dort, and Shea. And it's just like 
not even the beginning of really what is to come for this team as far as young guys and assets. And so I think there's a way you can do both that makes it to where the the fan base is still engaged and excited, but at the same time is is it's moving us forward to what's actually sustainable for the long haul, which has always been the goal. We want 10 years of success, not two years, three years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about and sustainable success. And can you put together a team with this core that's sustainable over the course of a decade? The answer is no. The answer is no. And so there's your answer. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's your answer. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. Uh, even if they, like, let's say they even make the second round and take the Lakers to seven. Or Portland. I mean, or Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a good question. I still lean toward the Thunder will do what is best for the franchise for the next 10 years and not for the next two years. And so I think that's where we're at. And I would there, I just need to see that they won't do that in order to believe it, because that's what the Thunder have done and will continue to do. So, uh, this is from at Grooms Jeb. Should we start Nader and bring Dennis off the bench if Dort is still out? What do you think, Jay? I tell you who I don't want to start is Ferguson. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. positive about that. Would you give Dre? I mean, <clears throat> so what have you seen from Dre over the last two weeks? I've I'd seen enough. Dre. I'd start Dre. Yeah. I, I just don't. Houston. I don't trust. There were so many moments with, with Nader and Diallo and where their defense, like you make one pass around the perimeter and they are out of position and the Rockets will slaughter us. Mm-hmm. Harden, you know, specifically. Like, Harden you don't want to slaughter. You, you don't want to give them, them a chance yeah. to play against Harden. You want, you want them to play against Austin Rivers. You know, like yeah, exactly. you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want Houston to get hot from the beginning of the game. Yeah, you just don't want that. So yeah, Billy talks about that all the time. About like you can't anybody that's in the NBA if you let them start like Michael Porter Jr. We talked about this when they lost to the Nuggets. Like, yep, yeah. you let a guy get hot, then all of a sudden it's really hard to pull that back in later on in the game. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd start Trey. Anybody disagree about starting Trey? I don't know who else nope. your options are. Hami, Nader. I, that's, no, I, you know. No, no. I could actually see Billy playing Hami. I don't know why he loves him so much. Oh, my gosh. I know. It makes me – it's it's the thing that makes me the most nervous about this team is that he, there has been some Hami trust injected into Billy Donovan. And I just – I'm I, I don't quite get it. And I and I know he shot well from three. Don't trust it. I know he's been all right. Don't trust it. Give me give me some stability. I don't care if Dre bricks every three he shoots. I just trust him to be a guy that is at least going to slow Harden down. And Hami, he's athletic, but he gets blown by by just about everybody. And so I I just don't trust it. Can I have a hot take here? I would rather play Baisley at the three than Hami. Period. Yeah, that's that's not a hot take. That's a, that's a that is a lukewarm take. To me, I mean, Baisley has shown to be able to at least stay in front of guys. Yeah. And what about that's necessary. what about yeah. Dennis? Just starting Dennis. Are you trying yeah. to put a thousand dollars in my pocket right now, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> not everybody remembers I think the this, question but was, earlier, yeah. earlier we did talk about that, but I did not ever shake on it. And uh, Jay bet me one thousand dollars that Schroeder would not start. One thousand yeah. dollars. McKelly, what do you think? <laughs> what side of that do you take? Uh, about the bet that you lost the bet, and you it, think it, eventually it, Dennis will start. Um, no, I think that is a good idea. I mean, if the question probably was, if you don't start Dennis, then you should should you bring Nader or blah blah blah. So if you don't want to start Dennis, then I think they are like Nader. It's not an option, nor is Diallo. But I think that starting your best lineup is not a bad thing at all. So if you like a lineup <laughs> that, that seems has like such a common sense statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, playing your best you players is probably the preferred way to do it. Yes. 
Yeah, you can manage the rotations. I mean, you can have Chris sitting early, uh, play Shea, Gallo, and and Dennis together, and then you play maybe Basley with CP3. They have both chemistry, uh, a, a very good chemistry between the two. So I think you can start uh, Dennis and play him 30, 30, because you want to play Dennis 35 minutes in the playoffs, 32 minutes, something yeah. like that. Hey, Andrew, let me, I, and I know that this may be a Twitter question, so I may stomp, uh, step on somebody's foot here. But is there, I think the biggest question mark is what do you do with Steven Adams? Um, yeah. So if you look at it, is there ever a possibility that, number one, is, is Muscala going to get more minutes than we're going to be shocked by? Number one. Number two, like, is there ever going to be a time where they don't have a legitimate center on the floor, but maybe put Baisley in at the four or five and let Danilo and him kind of swap off on that role? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, depending on how Dre looks against the Rockets, I think you could see a, especially if Dort can can play again, like you have Chris and Dort and SGA and then Robertson Gallo. Like a lineup like that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, if you're trying to to match their size, um, so I don't know. I I my guess is that they the Thunder will go small at times, and it will be interesting to see how much Billy trusts Baisley in moments like this. Uh, I think he's earned it. I think he's a guy. There aren't many guys on this team that are coming off the bench that can put in 20 points in a game, and Baisley has shown that he can do that. He was five of eight from three. The other night and they were all different kinds of threes and so uh i would i'd give him i mean i i would definitely give basley a shot because if he can hit corner threes and you can space chris and schroeder and, and sga out i mean that's that'd be that to me unlocks a lot right can, can we just celebrate the fact that basley has figured out how to take a step back and with his stride he clears about six feet between him and the guy in front of him. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it is very exciting. It's like, he like I, jumps I can't. Back. I, I almost can't even go there. You know, I can't. I I can. I can't even like put that in my brain yet because I just I need to see it more. But if he can hit a step back three with any sort of consistency, even at like thirty percent, like whoa. With a, yeah. there's a this is like a real guy, like a real real guy. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Now, now this will be something that I I regret. I will regret saying, but I remember Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns uh, against I think Missouri when he was at Kentucky. He he made that move, and I was sold. And weirdly enough, when I first saw, like when I first saw. Basically doing that, so that that looks good, and then he did it again. It was identical to the previous attempt. I said, "Wow, this seems consistent." And so, if he has that in him, it changes a lot, like quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm trying to hold back my excitement, but I. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, just just be excited. You can look like a fool in in a month or so. No one will remember in in a year or so. So that's fine. I don't. Let's I don't be- know, man. I get a lot of TJ Warren tweets. A lot it's, of TJ Warren tweets for for four games. Like <laughs> you say that until wait till he goes to the points. playoffs and just goes nuts. It's coming. <laughs> I don't care. He played. I mean, Phoenix wanted to trade him so bad. Yeah, there are there are reasons because players are traded like that. It's not oh, like yeah. that. Oh, Phoenix yeah. is a horrible front office. They they made a, a decision to to build a new coaching staff that that clearly knows what they are doing because DeAndre Ayton is playing defense, and so this is a huge win uh, in a year. Um, and they wanted no n- nothing to do with DJ Warren. So mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, he can score. He always, like in college, he could score at will. He still can. But there are other things to do in a, in a court. He's playing better defense for the first time in his career. So, I mean, our takes were right. He was playing very, very poorly in really meaningful part of the basketball game. Passing mm-hmm. and playing defense. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, he's a loser. He's just you a straight up. You want to keep talking about TJ Warren? Just a straight up loser. Hey, fellas. Are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? The beaches are opening. The sun is shining. And it's time to get Manscaped. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. That includes an Essential Lawnmower 3.0, that's waterproof, cordless, body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. I own the Lawnmower 3.0, and it is a great product. I think it has a light on it for accurate grooming, and it's just a, just a really well-made product. It is great. And inside the perfect package, you'll find Manscaped's Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day long. So make sure you use that. And also make sure that you get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. They're good. I really, I've got some, uh, and I wear them, and they're wonderful. So make sure that you get some, too, and go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC. Uh, Miguel Devella wants to know, who among you guys would take on the Michael Cage role if you ever get asked to be part of the influencer stream on League Pass? I haven't watched that. Can you explain to me what the that is? So uh, it's re- Nate and Danny, like making the telecast. Yeah, pass. pass. Well, I want to. So, I want to be Michael Cage in like every single way. Like I think he is incredible. <laughs> I know that I'm probably like one of the few of the Thunder fans. I love Michael Cage, man. He seems like he is genuinely like the sweetest man in the world. Yeah. And so I love him. I'll play his part right now. What do you want me to do? Get me on the he, influencer stream. He 100% is. So the question, Jay, is, is is if we had a chance to be on the broadcast for League Pass. Which Oklahoma would, City Thunder, are you listening right now? Like, why haven't, why didn't you do this? I don't know. It was a huge mistake. Who would it be? Who would, who should who should be on the influencer stream? That's, that's the question. And by the way, I've had many, many times... Uh, standing in line for the salad bar talking to Michael Cage and he is the best like the very best. Yeah, so influencer I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh I just I just want Alex not on the call. Yeah, I'd say Alex you got to have Luke like Luke is because yeah, you just got to have Luke. Luke and Alex hilarious. Wow. Yeah. It would be awesome. I would I would probably pay like I don't know 50 cents to hear that. Yep. 50 cents. That's about the top of mind too. <laughs> I, I'd pay a cool fifty cents to hear L man L man and beans on the uh on the line. That would be that would be incredible. Well, I mean, on the top of what they pay for League Pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. Heck that, yes, would be, that would be that hilarious. Would be, it'd be incredible. Uh let's see. Yeah, Fluky asks about how much of a factor will Adams be when the Rockets play small ball, which is when they play period uh is he unplayable or no, 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 iso no. steve no i so i think that i think he plays like pretty clearly steven adams is going to play i think he's going to give them absolute problems on the offensive glass like i think that's where yeah. steven's going to earn his keep for this series i think there will be yeah. I, I can't imagine i bet he'll average 10 offensive rebounds a game almost or something ridiculous like that he just he's too good at getting position and underneath, whenever you're jockeying for that position, he just is really good about not letting somebody get in his way. Um, you know, little quick moves where you grab somebody by the jersey and pull them so you can get the position or at least not be behind so you don't have to go over the back. Like, he will earn his keep on the offensive glass. I think mm-hmm. there will be times where Billy will have to make decisions, especially towards the end, if it's worth keeping him out there, if they keep taking advantage of him. But it's not like P.J. Tucker. All you have to do with P.J. Tucker is follow him 
the, the issue is going to be rim protecting at that point, which is why you need the help from from everybody else to kind of do that. But as far as getting out, like I'm not super concerned about PJ Tucker like taking advantage of him um, very much, to be honest with you. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I think I know that you probably feel similar on the offensive rebound. What do you think about Stevens' role, McKelly? I mean, I think uh, that the key would be free throws and post offense on the top of what you say. Because, again, the Rockets are not a good defensive rebounding team. And if you have a monster like Adams, if he plays like that, um, he can be a problem. But I want him to to be better in terms of his own offense. Because I, I get that the post-touch for Steven is not as efficient as a step-back three of James Harden. But still, Steven can generate good offense against subpar defender. Tucker is not a subpar defender. But I want to see Covington play against Steven Adams and see what happens. Because with Steven, Steven is a good passer. And if you double him, he will find Chris Paul and or Danilo Gallinari and or Shea. And so I want to see that happening. I want to see the, 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 the Thunder playing with Steven Adams a lot. Because I probably said already uh, this on some podcast. Um, if you play 20 post-up uh, touches for Steven and Tucker has to play all of them, it's, you are going to tire him out by the end of the series. I don't know how how long it will be a series because it could be four games and you're done. But if it gets six, if it goes to six or to seven, having Adams tiring out um, a guy like Tucker would be important. So I think that if Steven hits his free throws and play good offense in the post, he, he'll be important in the series and he will play 30 plus minutes. Do you think he can do that? Like, uh, Steve, it's just like I remember feeling the same way with Serge Ibaka playing against the Rockets, right? Like, it was always this thing like, Serge, please go and punish them on the block. Like, if they're going to – and in Harden, like, one of the things they do is they have those kind of guys that have that low center of gravity that can defend a post. Like, they're not going to give up a ton of ground. Like, Harden is pretty good at that even too. <laughs> so, for me, is it's one of those things like – I just I always hate it where it's this he doesn't get the move to get the position and then he kind of spins and takes either like a hook shot. It it's just not a high efficiency shot. So I just am excited to see that, uh, to see what he can do. But also I just think he's he's too good of a player and he's too important for the defense to not be on the floor. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think he will be targeted more than Gallo. So if you can have Gallo out there for defenses purposes, you can still have Steven. Um, it will be a problem. I mean, you will have to, to give Daniel House shots and you probably have to give Ben McLemore shots. If they hit at 40%, I mean, the Rockets will probably win the series no matter what, no matter who you play and no matter what kind of rotations you do. I think that it's a lot it is variance. Uh, it has to do with variance. If you can limit the amount of completely open shots uh, for the good players like Eric Gordon, uh, Tucker in the corner, James Harden, you have a chance. But you have to play the math and say, well, if they shoot 50%, you lose, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with that, I have to, I have to go to dinner to preserve my basketball time for the future. <laughs> hey, good decision. Good decision. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Kelly. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, okay, Jamon. Let's rock and roll. Let's knock some of these TQs out. Let's get. Let's just try to fire through these. Uh, at this lucky, is what we always say before we take 30 minutes per before, TQ. Yeah, before we've gotten <clears> through like two questions so far. <laughs> I've got like a frog in my throat and I'm trying to like keep having to back away from the microphone because I'm like, <clears throat> that's how right, I go. live. I know some people have noticed that, but like that's, that's how I am all the time, true, which true, is true, true. infuriating. Today's show is sponsored by Artifact. Artifact sets you up with one of their professional interviewers to capture stories about important people or things in your life. Think about it like a podcast episode about whatever you want. With Artifact, you can capture family history with parents and grandparents, talk about friends and family as a birthday, wedding, or anniversary gift, both about how they've made a difference in your life, and also you can share some hilarious stories. I ordered my first Artifact to capture 
uh, the kidney donation that I gave to my father-in-law. Step one, here's how it went. I went to heyartifact.com and I told them a few basic things about what I wanted the artifact to be about. Step two, then I answered a few pre-interview questions and scheduled my interview. The whole thing just took a few minutes. And then step three, I actually did the 30-minute interview. That was really easy. It was all over the phone. I actually did mine over the computer, which gave us a little bit better sound. But it was a great experience. The interviewer was really good. Uh, they, uh, this was honestly a professional interviewer. They knew exactly what they were doing. And I feel a really excited now to hear my artifact. I haven't gotten it yet, but I can't wait to see what they're able to do. Uh, I will be sharing that episode for you when it's ready. But for now, you can go to heyartifact.com and hear some awesome samples. There's a ton of ways to use artifact to capture stories with your friends and family. Now, when you're ready to make an artifact of your own, Use the promo code DUNK to get $40 off your first one. That's heyartifact.com and use the code DUNK for $40 off. At Lucky Thunderhat, what fast food chain do you guys rate this matchup? Oh, gosh. I I mean, it's hard for me not to say it's Chick-fil-A. Oh, spiciest? Oh, dang. Um... I have I mean, no idea what with, I would define as the spiciest fast food chain. I mean, it would be, if it's Chick-fil-A, it's a spicy chicken sandwich, no pickles yeah, yeah. with pepper jack cheese, right? Yep, 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 yep. You even put a little buffalo sauce on it. Buffalo sauce and But it's also going to be, I also do think it's going to be, a, It's there's no storyline in the first round that's better right now. I mean, when was the last Portland, first round Portland, LA? that was better? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's fine. Like, but it doesn't have storylines. It's just good teams. But Clipper, I mean, so it'll be fun. Like you have the Clippers and the Mavericks. That'll be fun. Nobody gives a crap about Utah versus Denver. Uh, like literally, nobody outside of Denver and Salt Lake City care about that series. Um, and then you go to the Eastern Conference, and I don't know Miami and Indiana, kind of just because of T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler's yeah, problems. But yeah. Cares. Philly, Philly fell apart, and so I don't really care about them in Boston. But right. so for me, is it's the be- it's the best series of the first round. Yeah. Um, and so if we're going to grade it on that scale, then it means it has to be the best fast food, fast food, which is Chick Fil A. But as far as like the spiciness to it, man, like I have no idea what to expect, and and so much of it is really dependent on what we're going to see from Russell Westbrook. Like, and and here's the other thing, like I get that I'm not going to cheer for the Rockets and pull for Russell Westbrook, but like. You're crazy if you don't have some at least weird feeling about it, right? Am I am I nuts to think that it's like I don't no, I'm not I don't no. want the Rockets to win at all, but it I don't feel great going into that like where I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Know, it's hoping I that mean, they fall you, apart. Yeah, you trade Russ over a year ago, and then in your wildest dreams, I don't think we would have thought, okay, we're going to meet them in the playoffs, and perhaps depending on how things go today have home court advantage (laughs) (laughs) which yeah which would have mattered uh it would have it clearly doesn't but i mean it's just the circumstances to get to a rat i don't think that we could have foreseen it and it is weird it is weird for i mean you cheer for russ for over a decade and then you get chris paul on your team and you're pitted against him and it feels weird to feel good about it almost. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. Just because we've hated Chris Paul for so long. And now we, like, I don't know if we see the light or if we're just like ridiculous fans or whatever, but I think a lot of people feel this way. Like they really do like Chris Paul and love what he brought to the table and love how he brought along these young guys. And there would be something immensely satisfying seeing him and this group of players win. Yeah, and I think the disdain that we've had for the Rockets for a while here is just something where it makes it pretty, uh, like, you know, like, it'll be pretty easy for me not to be excited about them uh, winning or playing well. And uh, I just just, just don't like them. Apparently, yeah, I just don't like Rock. I don't like the Rockets. Like, I don't either. Russell going up there doesn't change anything with that, but it's, I'll be fully pulling for the Thunder, but it does at least make me feel a little bit weird. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sticky Wizard zero zero wants to know what's your ideal scenario here? Sweep, let Russ have a good series, and SGA step back 
in OT game seven to win it? What's your ideal scenario, Jay? <sighs> For me, is it's just uh, don't melt down uh, personally, but no. For <laughs> me, is it's all, so. For me, is it's all Chris it Paul. Together. Like it's all yeah. Chris Paul. Like the, you mm-hmm. want to talk about the storyline? Like I have. I, I was way more in on the Chris Paul move early, um, and I think part of it was because. It, so I'm not even sure if I've said this on the podcast. I know there will be people that will call me a hater or whatever, but. The Russell Westbrook era just got really exhausting to me, um, especially last year against Portland. It just is two years in a row with the Utah series and then the Portland series, and it just became tiring. Um, and so I think that that I was at least ready and in kind of preparing myself for this next era of Thunder, knowing that it would not be the same and it would not be good. None of that detracts from Russ's greatness, uh, from what he meant to the city. Like that, I understand that part of it. Um, but for me is that Chris Paul getting the vengeance against the Rockets to hit some sort of like he did when he, they beat the Spurs and they were the Clippers. Like that's for me, the best storyline, uh, like the ideal scenario is it's a game six and the thunder are up, you know, three, two and Chris Paul hits the dagger with a minute left or 45 seconds left, you know, or dribbles between somebody's legs and then hits a floater over, you know, nobody cause they don't have a center. Um, you know, like that's the dream scenario for me is it's like Shea will have plenty of moments that are his and, and I don't like, I don't really care about Houston. I'm sorry. Like, I know it'd be cool for Russell to have a good game and whatnot. That doesn't really bother me. Like I want Oklahoma city to win. If they could sweep him, that'd be tight. And, and Russell doesn't play. I'm okay with that too. You know, like I don't feel that kind of tension personally. Like I want the thunder to win. I don't live in Houston, nor will I ever live in Houston. Uh, and so this is my team. It's the team I followed since they became this team. And so I want them to win and I want them to win massively and embarrassingly because I don't really give a crap about what happens for Houston. Truthfully, I'd love for them to be bad quickly or not quickly, but I'd love for them to be bad so that whenever it's our, uh, picks that we get some good opportunities, but not too bad, you know, since yeah. they're protected. <laughs> yeah. No, does I'm, that make sense? I'm, like, I, yeah. I don't really care. No. Like, I don't give a crap yeah. what Russell Westbrook does. Like, fine. Yeah, he plays well. That's fine, but it's like yeah, I, I want the so Thunder if, to win. <laughs> yeah, if the, if the Thunder win in five and Russell plays poorly, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just so disappointed. Russell didn't play well. You know, I don't. <laughs> you're, I'm with you. I don't care. Like, I really don't care if he plays well or not. It doesn't matter to me. I will. I will be just as happy if this team wins. You know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't. I don't need that. I don't need that weird satis. Like that's kind of a strange way to be satisfied as a sports yeah. fan in my hey, mind. Hey, we won the series, but Russell averaged a triple double. Like, nope, don't care, don't care, don't yeah. care. We won the it series. Does, does not make any difference to me whatsoever. The way like, that he plays. The, the narrative is better if Russell's playing, right? Like, oh but no question. Me, yeah. For me, I'm just like, if he doesn't play because he's injured, like I know that sucks for him, but it's not something where I'm sitting here going. Man, I really wish that they would have had the second best player. Like, nope, cool, let's move on to the second round. The Thunder have had so much crap luck over their history. It would be amazing yeah. if they actually benefited by somebody else's crap luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> With you 100% on <laughs> it's like, that. Nope, sorry. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't I don't know why we have to feel like this weird like tip of the cap to Russ. Like, yeah, he did great things while he was here. He also was really difficult to watch for stretches yeah and, the and last here's two the playoff thing. runs if you celebrate the fact that he had a good season he figured out a new way to play basketball this year he, and he worked in their system had a really good second half of the season like all of those things are cool to celebrate and that's fine but when it's head to head like you're not a thunder fan if you're sitting there going man i really hope that the rockets do well because i feel that connected to russell westbrook like nope nope not not yeah. part of my realm like i cannot yeah. do that yeah then you're just like you're a, you're a fan of a player yeah not exactly a, not a fan of the team which is well, which can can exist like i did that for years with Shaq. like i just yeah, dude Shaq i was pulling to... so hard for the heat whenever they played the lakers yeah. the year that they traded him oh yeah. absolutely yeah so i like i've been there that's just not that's not where i'm at with this team but I've been there before and there are people and that's fine. Like, you can be whatever kind of fan you want, but that's just not the way that we're going to, that's not the way we're rolling. Uh, fun one from at a, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> off, off, off. O P H O F F. How do you say that? Isn't this, 
Isn't that Amy? Uh, this is Amy Smith. Yeah, yes. Amy. What is it? So I, I don't know how to say one. it. Um, yeah. We're so sorry. We are um, so sorry. I just apologize for for everything. But great question here. Would you rather be in the bubble for twelve months, or have Pat Bev play defense on you everywhere? And I mean everywhere for a month. <laughs> so like, <clears throat> I think like defense like trying to get into your car. Like won't let you get into your car. Like you got to get past him to get to your car. Like to get to the toilet, you've got. I know that Pat Bev is like trying to keep you from getting there. Like he's trying to keep you from getting in bed. He's trying to keep you from doing all these things. Apoff, A Apoff Smith. Apoff. Yeah, she's a. The pH throws me off a little bit. I know, I know. It's and she's a she's an she's an administrator in the uh, public school system too so just want you to know amy that you are literally a hero right now to us and so i can't imagine being in that world right now but all that to say that uh i i told people this before like if now being 38 years old living the life i have and living in the bubble no that doesn't sound like the ideal but if i was in my 20s and didn't have a family and I would be thriving in the bubble. I'd be the best yeah. version of me. So the bubble's not a big deal. The other thing about it with Pat Bev, like, like he probably would pound pound me into the ground as far as this, but there is a 100% chance that I would fight him every single day. <laughs> I believe this. For a month, like, I, people yeah. don't know this about me, but I have, uh, you know, I, I can tend to uh, be a little more angry than the maybe average bear and so it's one of those things like if i'm sitting there i just had this mental image of me trying to like get into the bathroom and he's just like doing that thing where he's bodying up to me and he's got his forehead in my chest and i i would have to try to pin him to the ground so i could get to the bathroom like i'm not messing around (laughs) when it's that time you know so it'd be really hard so i'd probably have to pick the bubble i would probably pick the bubble too although like there are some hilarious like video opportunities if you just had Pat Bev defending. Oh gosh, you. yeah, you'd become and, a YouTube sensation. So, I mean, there's there's some tremendous upside there, and <laughs> as true. we have as we've seen, like it's not super interesting watching reporters in the bubble. Like it couldn't it actually couldn't be less interesting to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, here's a hotel room. It An also average seems hotel totally room. unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, guys, we have the tiny soaps. Like, great, man. I cool. do wonder. I wonder, and you're you're more connected to this. I wonder if this begins to change the way news agencies cover sports. Like, hey, we don't have to spend thousands of dollars on travel. Uh, and the NBA just says, yeah, we'll just start doing virtual. I think you yeah. do miss. Something. I mean, you've you there, you've done there's both a ton of value. Like, there's a ton of value stuff? being there in okay. person. Yeah, you want to be there in person. There's a ton of value in like talking to somebody in person and being there. There's there's a lot of value in that. Let alone like the pregame when you're in the locker room and you're able to oh, kind of yeah. just sit. Okay. Yeah, you need you you want you want that. In fact, like there's going to be some kind of weird battle going on, where I think that the NBA may try to or the NBA Players Association may try to push reporters out of the locker room. You know, yeah. in which. Uh, there should be a, a heavy pushback on that uh, just because you do learn a lot from being yeah. in there. So to me, there's a, a lot of value. There's just not a lot of value in like telling us about the bubble and showing us. No, of the bubble. gosh, no. Um, but we, I'm going to have a, a thunder season preview show that I'm putting together for Monday's show um, that will have lots of different people from the athletic on it. That's very exciting. So look out for that. Um, sorry, we didn't get to many questions. I might try to hop on Twitter and answer them, uh, if, if I've got some time today, but I did want to take just a minute, um, to, and this is something that we've done through the years as if there's somebody that needs help, uh, we try to help them. We try to use our platform for good. And, um, yesterday I had a friend that passed away. Uh, her name was Abby, uh, one of the best people that that I've known Um, and she has three kids she had a two-year-long battle with cancer Um, and that um, she has three kiddos that are I think nine and younger Um, and her husband who um, is a a coach here at a local college um, and they need some help and so if you could go to GoFundMe.com slash team dash Abby, A-B-B-Y slash Robston, B-R-O-B-S-T-O-N. And I'll put this on 
my Twitter and the Down and Dunk Twitter as well. But if you go, and if you could, help them out in any way you can. Um, I can't imagine being in the circumstance that they're in now, because, I mean, I'm, I've got three kids as well that are all young, um, and then suddenly becoming a single dad. I just can't imagine it. And so um, if you could help out Michael and his kiddos, um, just a show of support, one, and then two, like financial support during times like this is huge. And so if you have the means um, or if you just want to write them a message, uh, that would mean a lot. So GoFundMe.com slash team dash Abby dash Robston. Uh, I'd really, it would mean a lot to me uh, if, if we could do what we've done as a community of people in the past. I don't care if it's $1 or 50 cents. I don't really know. It doesn't matter. I think the, uh, just the amount of people that would give would mean a lot. So if you guys would take the time to do that today, that would mean a lot to me. Um, sorry to bring things down, but I just have to use my, our platform for stuff like this. I just have to. Yeah. Um, oh man, absolutely. I'm going to post um, it right now to the down to dunk page. Yeah. So you'll be seeing it this do. morning. Then Andrew will retweet it later. And so that's yes. awful, awful. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's been just a, a gut wrenching time. Um, but anyways, look forward to our thunder preview show, thunder rockets preview show that will drop maybe Sunday night, probably Monday, uh, lots of special guests on that show. It should be very fun. So look forward to that. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Also enjoy the game today. The thunder actually do play today, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I think that everybody's just ignoring this game for the most part, just because home court matters, just not at all. So um, enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend and uh, the playoffs are next week. Can't wait.